James chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them, and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. James has not always been a popular book. Rather, it has often been derided as a letter of straw. That was Martin Luther. It has been relegated to a second tier in the New Testament, and modern theologians sometimes feel it has been a Judaistic holdover that does not really express the essence of Christian faith. Yet, in quite the opposite way, it has always been quite popular with the everyday Christian. Some have said it is probably one of the two or three most popular New Testament books in the church. Why is this book so popular? While it is practical and it is concise and it does use metaphors and illustrations that make it easy to connect, I would like to posit another reason. This book is written for design thinkers. What is design thinking? Design thinking is a methodology used by designers to solve complex problems and find desirable solutions for clients. Design thinking draws upon logic, imagination, intuition, and systemic reasoning to explore possibilities of what could be and to create desired outcomes that benefit the end user, that is, the customer. Think about an architect. How do they accomplish the task of creating a well-designed house? Simply, they create the drawing of how they want it to look and then they spend a great deal of time doing the hard work of engineering, working with numbers and systems, in order to create the underlying infrastructure that would create a functional and livable home from their initial design. Design thinking starts with the ending and creates the roadmap to get there. It includes innovation, systems, and adherence to the plan, while being flexible enough to iterate new approaches to a problem. But this doesn't sound much like what we do when it comes to our faith. It seems great for software design or creating an experience for someone at a restaurant, but does it make sense as a way to think about our faith? Our faith is something more organic than something that can simply be designed. Or is it? Should we consider some of these principles when we think about our faith? 
And particularly, is there a book in Scripture that lends itself to this kind of thinking? James seems to be a great place to start. The author of James seems to be interested in how you are experiencing your faith, your obedience, and how your faith allows you to handle the ins and outs of life in a way that glorifies God and creates a better life for you. His view of what a Christian life should be just might be the goal for us to take a look at and begin to design our own lives of faith. He sees opportunity in pain and problems. He has a plan for dealing with temptation, and James understands how faith can lead to change, believes our mouths cause us a lot of trouble, and wants us to be a praying people. It is with this in mind that we will take a look at how we can begin to look through the book of James in order to begin to design our faith. Have you ever been frustrated by your experience of faith? Have you ever tried to create consistency in your faith with a hoped-for outcome? What would your well-designed life of faith look like? 